Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast. Here we will discuss dance, life, and whatever the fuck we want. Welcome to the Kinjas Podcast, Movement in the Shadows. Growing up as a kid, one of my favorite childhood movies was Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Some may know it as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It was remade years later, the Tim Burton version with Johnny Depp. But the one with Gene Wilder was definitely one of my favorite childhood movies. I also didn't really know why I liked the movie so much because a lot of the movie was kind of scary as a kid watching. A lot of it was funny. And I think as I'm now older looking back, and I, st- I still rewatch this movie a ton of times. I've seen it so many times. But I think now um, that, that I'm older, I can appreciate what about his character. I think Willy Wonka embodies unlimited imagination. And he even has a song, Pure Imagination, that he sings in the movie. And I think it's his ability to create the wildest candies and create this world and this factory that sounds crazy and off the wall. And I think it's just that that intrigued me as a kid. And, and to this day, I still love it. Today, my guest is Hawk Konishi. And as I'm talking to Hawk, I just kept getting this image of Willy Wonka popping up in my head. Even from the way that um, Hawk dresses, he just has a one-of-one style. This guy is super swagged out. And the way that he puts himself together from the way that he dresses to his manner of speaking to his mentality... I think what I've learned from Hawk in this conversation, everything from his childhood, growing up um, in England to moving to Japan to having all sorts of, you know, seemingly identity, things that could have rocked his identity and, and culture shock and all of that. And a lot of that that could spin out to have a negative result. He's actually used that to fuel his artistic side his uniqueness and embracing the fact that he's unique and um, making him even dig deeper into curiosity and then going into the performing arts which led him into dance Um, we talk about that whole entire journey and um, if you don't know he's a dancer and he's an emmy award-winning choreographer he was a contestant on So You Think You Can Dance seasons one, two, and three, winner of ABDC season three with Quest Crew, and he is the found, uh, co-founder of Axism. And uh, we talk about all those things and his dance journey and all the accolades and all that, but I, uh, what I found to be most uh, intriguing and inspiring to me is his ability to see the yes in every situation. And he talks about how every situation seemingly good or bad there's always a yes in every every single situation there's always another angle that you can look at it uh look at it through and he talks about the choice that we all have to look at the things that life gives us and that's the thing that i found to be most inspirational in this conversation the lightning round always fun lots of laughs in this one i think me personally what i've been inspired by and what i would even encourage and challenge you the listener is try to find that the concept of infinite possibility and curiosity and what that means to you because i think i got a lot of that from this episode really good one let's jump right in welcome back to another episode of the kids podcast movement of the shadows today we have very 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 special guest we have hawk konishi (laughs) in the spot Guys, if you don't notice, we're not at the dojo. We're in a new spot. 
We are at the Kinjas Complex. This is the first ever pod that we're hosting here. This is normally not going to be the setup. We're figuring things out. We have our lunch party weekend happening this Saturday, and there's a lot of construction going on, so you guys might hear some crazy stuff. Our podcast room is still being built out, but, you know, we improvise. We're here. Make it work. But, um, Hawk, thank you so much for coming through, man. Thank you so much for having me here. Of course. Been trying to get you in here for a minute. Uh, For those of you who may not know who Hawk is, he is a dancer and Emmy Award winning choreographer, (laughs) movement designer, so you think you can dance seasons one, two, and three? That's that's tight. <laughs> uh, winner of ABDC season three with Quest Crew. Yeah, and co-founder of Axism. Yeah. Welcome, man. Hello. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> so, as I was uh, kind of telling you before we started rolling, uh, movement in the shadows is what yeah. we call this show, and it's uh, basically your story of how you have gotten to where you're at. So. Um, I think with a lot of the stuff that we see on social media, everything's very short sound bites and quick little interviews yeah. and, and a lot of, um, you know, the people who may want to know uh, what your creative process is like to um, how you find inspiration, what do you do when you're not inspired, like all those things, your mentality towards business, all mm-hmm. of those things is uh, kind of what we cover in this show. Sure. So um, let's. We always start with the origin stories. We always start at the ground okay. zero. Okay. So uh, give us a little bit of where you grew up. Yeah. Um, all of that. All right. So like real, real origin. Isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some some might know, but I've had a very sort of interesting upbringing. I would say mm-hmm. it wasn't really interesting in a, a, that like a unique way for me growing up because no matter how different you are that's just your normal way of growing up and so basically i was born in japan and then when i was three my whole family moved to england Mm -hmm. to a tiny little village close to oxford and uh i went there to just like a public uh school everyone is just english white Mm -hmm. english christian went to christian school Mm. uh and then at 12 we all moved back to tokyo and then I went to a public school there too. So junior high, high school, and first year of uni, I did that in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 20, I decided to uh, do like a foreign exchange program. And then I came out here. And mm-hmm. originally, I was only supposed to do two semesters and go back to Japan. But I didn't really like the uh, educational system in Japan, mm-hmm. the, in the university. It's really hard to get in. But once you're in, you don't really have to do anything for four years and you you can graduate yeah, you know yeah. i just thought that was such a waste of money waste of time <laughs> yeah. so basically uh, after that and seeing what it's like out here i quit my school in japan and then i transferred over here yeah and then i actually just went to a community college uh, after uh, i actually moved over here and I was going to go to uh, UCLA. Okay. I, I, I don't know why it was UCLA, but I just had like an idea that yeah. it's a prestigious yeah. school and it's, it's massive, you know. It's a great school, yeah. But then uh, I, the more I looked into uh, the arts program, because that's what I was doing at the time, I don't know if it was uh, the strongest or if it was what I was wanting at that point. Mm-hmm. So I started looking at like Otis and Art Center and just the art schools, the, sure. the top of the top. And then that was actually right around when So You Think came around, mm. kind of before it was even So You Think. Mm-hmm. And then 
uh, I'm sure you know Ryan talked about it when you came on, but he made it the first season. Yeah, yeah. And he's really you know one of my best mates. So seeing someone really close to me take that path, it mm-hmm. was like oh, didn't know that was possible. Mm-hmm. So it came down to either transferring to an art school and doing that full time or taking dancing. It was really tough because you it. know it's, you're really blind. You have no idea, and yeah. you know. Can I rewind it though? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, we're already in the fact that you're dancing. Like, were you already dancing as a kid? No, no, okay. no, not at all. So you picked it up later in life. Yeah, okay. uh, right before high school, I would got, say. Got you. Got Around you. fifteen, okay. sixteen, I just okay. uh, saw it on TV, and I uh, definitely did not grow up with dancing or hip hop or any street culture got around. You. It was almost the opposite. Like, think of the opposite of yeah. hip hop. Yeah. It was like yeah. we would. Okay. I would do pottery, horse riding, violin, Classy. classical music, that wow. kind of stuff. Yeah. Very artsy, regal sort of arts. Yeah, and or in it, my mind, that's just that's just what it was. You so, know, what the things were around. Uh-huh. So when uh, I saw dancing on TV, it was just like it was a massive shock. You know, it was yeah. like, what is this? Where? Yeah. Because it's been my entire life, and then I just got really sucked into it. And were you trained by anybody when you decided you want to get into or train more in hip hop and stuff like that? Was there yeah, so teachers and stuff that were around your environment to to teach you? In the very very beginning, uh, I think for the first year, I I didn't know any dancers around. Yeah. I didn't know about studios or anything, so I would mm. just watch the TV, you know, record it on uh, the VCR, rewind it, just watch it, try yeah. to mimic it for a year. And then I think a year after that, somehow I figured out there was a studio close by. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go the next day and they told me that, uh, I think I just wanted to take whatever class was the next day. I just wanted to jump right into mm-hmm. it. And they said, they told me that lock, they only had a locking class for the next day. And to me, I didn't know the difference between hip hop sure. and house and locking yeah, yeah. and back then. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. And then that's how I kind of got into it. And mm. I, I went to a studio for the first two years, but then, uh, I kind of started, you know, making more and more dance friends. And, uh, I started to think, you know, rather than paying for the, the train money and the class money, what if we just get together and then practice and then you can get more out of it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I think after that, we just kind of did it on our own. And, uh, I think that's, that's kind of really nice to create stuff on your own, really. It took me such a long time to understand the difference between a dancer and a choreographer. Mm. Because mm-hmm. I think the way we started was you had to do both. Right. You know, yeah. there wasn't just to hand it to you, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there kind of was, but if you wanted to advance yourself, you just had to create yeah. on your own, you yeah. know. And in the battle scene, too, it was just, that's the only way to go. It's not even an option, you know? Right. And uh, for college or, yeah. like, what were you studying? Uh, I Originally, I did performing arts the first year. And uh, I wanted to learn more about uh, the theater, musical acting and stuff. But then I, I didn't really get along with the students around me back in uh-huh. Japan. And uh, I, I don't know. I just felt like it was not my place to yeah. be i would say so you already had an artistic vision of you wanted to do something in the performing arts you didn't know that it was dance until later yeah i mm-hmm. i honestly don't know why i went into performing arts i think i i liked 
what that world had to offer. Were your parents artistic at all? Um, They they both did, uh, I think, acting in uh, university. They liked musicals. Yeah. uh, Professionally, completely different. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think I've always sort of fond of being uh, that that world, Mm. I would say. But then, yeah, after that, I transferred to graphic design. Did that for a year. Learned some stuff, but again, I don't know. I feel like it wasn't like the full fit. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I feel, uh, I think when I started doing stuff with uh, the Quest guys and all mm-hmm. that, that felt more like myself. Right. Whatever right. that mm-hmm. is or was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've always been fond of uh, just artistic beauty mm-hmm. uh creativity craftsmanship yeah yeah so uh and even till this day i feel like it's, it's constantly changing so it's really hard to define what that actually is mm-hmm. so you're in you're in college you came out here when you said you were 20 yes 20, 20 but you were on uh what like just like a tourist visa or was it yeah visa? Uh, just a student visa okay. at first and then um so you think was going on around yeah. that time and you were already friends with ryan or how did you guys yeah yeah i actually met him at a jam uh, okay. i went to enter like a two-on-two mm-hmm. back then and then i actually i think a couple weeks before that battle i met his old crewmate mm-hmm. that probably told me about that jam yeah because uh, you know, information was pretty limited back sure. then. Yeah. And then, yeah, we went and they kind of instantly clicked. And, uh, yeah, he started inviting me to his practices. Mm-hmm. And I think that around then, that was when Ryan and Eris joined uh, Six Step. Like Six a cl- Step, and yep. yeah. It was like an introduction to the collegiate scene. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I was really new to it too. And we mm-hmm. just started hanging out and just practicing mm-hmm. yeah and just always hanging out really yeah so did you actually do seasons one two and three or yeah, like yeah you, okay well as I, a contestant or as a contestant yeah oh, okay. I, I tried out first season yeah uh and i sucked at picking up Mario, <laughs> so i got cut yeah season two i made it all the way to the end yeah and i guess if you look at it now you know tv wise it was a great story yeah. but Back then, you don't understand that at all. You're just mm, a contestant and you're just sure. competing. Yeah. And I just had a student visa, so I got picked for the top 20. But then after that, they found out about my visa. Uh, so they had to cut me. And, oh, God, I felt so good. I just, I, I hated it. I was so furious. Yeah, yeah. And because also because I had to see that they had to bring someone that they already cut. So it was, to take your place? Yeah, to take my place. And <laughs> I was like, sucks. oh, no. Yeah, so yeah, I think yeah. that actually really burned a fire inside of me. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I, I think that was when I realized that, oh, dance was something that I wanted mm. to do that band. So mm-hmm. I studied really, really hard uh, so I can get my uh, – I think if you get an associate's degree, mm-hmm. you can work within your field for one year. Yeah. So I just crammed all my classes in just so I can get that, so I can try out the next season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I got very lucky with the timing. Mm. And um, yeah, it kind of one thing kind of led to the next. Mm-hmm. And yeah, got very fortunate with uh, having amazing people around me. I think the first time I met you, I think I've told you this story before. It was at a it was a random kaba house party (laughs) and then you know you showed up you know we're obviously you know we're all stupid in in college but we're very like territorial like 
who's this new guy at a party, right? <laughs> and then there was like just these ciphers going on. Yeah. I think I think Mike was there, Mike's song was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there ended up just it was it was at first it was just like a cipher. Everyone was just kind of going in, and yeah. then, and then it felt like. Wait, I think we're I think we're battling right now. <laughs> and like you came out yeah. and you had all these tricks and we're like, yo, what is going on right now? Who oh is this guy? God. But like <laughs> it's so funny because that must have been like it had to have been at least the first at least few times you were out here or the beginning time of you being yeah. in in LA, right? Yeah, I think that's probably like the first year and okay. being introduced to like the scene and the yeah, people yeah. out here, you know? And I feel like that was the language. That was the only... Totally. No, 100%. And, and like not even in a way where it was like a bad thing. If anything, it was... It's amazing because, you know, from the perspective of somebody who is so um, excited and in love with this this art form that essentially made you fly across the globe <laughs> to be here to pursue it. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know being introduced to the collegiate scene because you know obviously Cabo Modern was a collegiate scene and so I'm sure you're like taking everything in all at once and the cultural side of it being this house party and there's this vibe and it's like yo we're battling and and, you know in your mind you're probably like this is awesome (laughs) this is what I came out here to do you know what I mean I'm sure I was just so hungry yeah yeah it's like a stray dog it was like it would bite onto anything you know and I feel like Back then too, because I, I loved battling and uh-huh. you know ciphers and jams totally. and stuff, and I think that was honestly the 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 best way. To, it was a language; it was just mm-hmm. to communicate, and mm-hmm. it was like I can meet you and talk to you, yeah. but it didn't really matter until you actually showed each other what you do for sure on the dance floor yeah. kind of thing. You yeah. Know? So yeah. I think that was just my way of trying to express my existence mm-hmm. there, because I also knew that I was sort of new in the scene and the country so sure. i felt the need to kind of show them that i'm yeah. here kind of yeah. thing yeah so so you think season three was yeah. that kind of like the furthest you got in in the show uh or was it would you get farther in season two how, how was that yeah 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 uh, season three i uh, got to make it on the show mm-hmm. and then uh actually uh, very very fortunately uh one of the pieces i got to dance on the show uh, won an Emmy that next year, mm. which was kind of crazy because I feel like it was very, very early stage in my career mm-hmm. that, uh, I, I don't know, I feel like I, I couldn't under, un, understand that mm-hmm. something that I was a part of could be on that level. Right. But I think it also opened up my eyes to different possibilities and mm-hmm. it's just like, it's kind of... St- stuck in your head and you'll think you you can't achieve it if you think that you know mm-hmm, but then mm-hmm. if you see the possibility it's like oh maybe it's a choice you can yeah, do that yeah. yeah yeah and uh was were you a part of six step was that like already like your guys crew at the time when you guys were on so yeah could... yeah so uh i think they formed actually i have no idea how long they had been together before we joined mm-hmm. but yeah i i didn't really have a crew out here so mm-hmm. It was just a perfect, you know, place to practice and showcase and yeah. stuff. So I think it was maybe a year before or a couple of months before we did So You Think. Mm-hmm. So we, we had already been doing shows and stuff. And then, yeah, So You Think was very nice. Uh, they, they kind of offered, I think when I didn't make it on the show, they were able to bring the other guys to mm-hmm. showcase, yeah. you know, at least the troupe on the show. And then later on too, uh, 
after we formed Quest, we were able to come back on the show as guest performances and stuff mm, too. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely uh, appreciate the existence of for that sure. show because I feel like for a lot of us, actually, that was literally the beginning of our careers. Yeah, I mean, w- when we talk about the dance, the evolution of the dance TV show, mm-hmm. I think probably, at least from our generation, um, So You Think, well, has been still the longest running yeah. TV show for dance mm-hmm. um, on that individual contestant level. Um, and then, like, Wade Robson's project kind of happened around that time. Right, right. It was, like, Dance 360 that yeah. had this small little run. I, I, I remember I emailed them when I first came. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, I told them I wanted to be on the show. Yeah. No reply. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn but, I mean, you know, from there and then, you know, obviously ABDC rolls around and yeah, that yeah. was kind of like this resurgent. But it was uh, it was a different uh, flavor of a TV show for dance because it yeah. wasn't solo um, right, contestants. Right. It was crews. And, yeah. and that somehow became this phenomenon at the time because... Um, I think, I don't know, somehow in the mainstream world, they don't know that this scene exists. But right. from where we're at, we're like, this has been, been around, around forever, you know? <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. you know, from the collegiate teams, so, mm. you know, Kaba Modern was on there from like to Jabbawox. I'm talking like season one. And yeah. then, but I know that um, I learned from Ryan that Quest had auditioned for season one also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so that whole... we could have, you know, yeah. been on the same season. But yeah, um, yeah t- uh, tell us a little bit about how you transitioned from. Um, like the six step experience yeah. to how Quest Crew formed and yeah, then how yeah. you guys decided to like go for ABDC right. and all that. I think um, six step to Quest Crew transition was, uh, it was kind of just an extension, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, just like any crew or groups, you know, there's, there's bound to be problems. Yeah. And I feel like with the six step one, it was just past the line and it wasn't somewhere I wanted to no longer be and mm-hmm. so myself and ryan decided to leave mm-hmm. you know and then i think the people that we were close to decided to come with us mm. um and it, it wasn't really like hey we'll leave and we'll take all these guys right, it right, kind right. of just naturally yeah, happened yeah, that way yeah. and um yeah i think uh around that time too one of the guys that produced so you think he was working on abdc and before it was even aired he kind of called us and told us about this new show that might be popping up and uh yeah we we said that we were interested and it really i think uh the the rise of the the tv show from so you think to abdc really Mm. kind of matched with how we were going to so it really wasn't forced and it wasn't like oh we have to we have a week or two we have to make a crew together yeah. to make it look real on the show. It was right. like no, it actually existed yeah. and it just kind of the stars aligned. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I think uh, again we, we got really lucky with timing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously uh, a lot of hard work too. I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I feel like in terms of the the, the chance and the luck and timing. Oh God, we've been so lucky with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was I mean? So yeah, you obviously didn't form Quest for the show, mm-hmm. um, but after the show happened, you guys won. Yeah. Um, like a lot of just amazing opportunities kind of fell into your guys's circle, and and I right, right. obviously saw stuff together with Quest crew, and then mm-hmm. I see you know individual people or like the individual sort of hustles kind of popping off there too. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, what was that like for you guys as a crew, especially? you know, to win such a prestigious 
show for crews at the time, you know, because mm-hmm. there, there really wasn't anything like that around. And um, was that tough for you guys to feel like, okay, now what do we do? Like, are we going to like stick together and do everything just together? Or is there a right, space right. to kind of, you know, pursue our individual dreams? Like, how did you guys kind of handle that? Um, I think, obviously, I can't speak in behalf of everyone, sure, but yeah. I know myself personally uh i definitely get bored really easily Mm. so if i do something here i'm not going to get the same adrenaline rush doing the same thing so it's like okay done this now what's next now Mm. what's next Mm -hmm. and i feel like that excitement and that curiosity is my strongest weapon take that away from me uh, you know i'm really not a good asset (laughs) really (laughs) truthfully yeah but if i find that little curiosity oh my i will do I'll go further than anyone that I know, yeah, you know, yeah. and I feel like that that's just how I operate as yeah. what my passion is. And I think, um, w- with the crew and stuff, there was a point, I can't remember when, but I started questioning my own ability on, uh, cause I, at that point in my career, over half of the stuff has has been with the crew you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i started thinking okay am i able to have a successful career because i have something to offer or am i just around people that happen to be very talented mm. and i really didn't know and sure. uh i just thought the only way to prove that is to do something without those ingredients a mm. brand new set of ingredients mm-hmm. and still make something good mm-hmm. and that's the only that's the first time that you can actually prove that hey sure. you might have something yeah so i think my curiosity towards that grew and grew and grew and uh that that's why i started to try to do more projects as myself not putting the name on it mm-hmm. and i think i was able to do a handful a good enough amount of stuff that I was able to sort of uh, balance my inner self to, right, right. you know, tell myself that, oh, it wasn't just luck and it wasn't just the people around. I think I have something too to offer yeah, in the world. Yeah. So it's a, it's at a very nice balance right mm-hmm. now, I would say. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Have you always been somebody to... Um like do things on your own like was that a part of your childhood too or or were you like kind of associated with a team of people no i actually you know what that's not perfect i i was just at uh my parents um i was back in japan for three weeks so had a good amount of time to dig through old pictures Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i found picture of how i grew up (laughs) and then awesome this i think in one picture it would describe okay (laughs) So you can probably spot me even from this size, but okay. Wow! All right, we're looking at a giant. Looks like a school photo. Yeah, and then everyone's wearing red. Let me see if I can spot. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, Wait a right? I gotta. I mean, we gotta pull this it's up. Like I mean, one that, dead pixel. That's oh my goodness! That's so good. Yeah, you stick out. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like yes. that one picture single-handedly. Oh, we, gotta, we will put this into the <laughs> the show. Somehow. You have to send me that photo. Upbringing. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So uh-huh. I think from a very early stage, um, I was different from yeah. my surroundings, yeah. and not necessarily by choice. That's just how it was. You yeah. Know? And it's uh 
it was interesting when I would hear the Asian American struggles sure. out here too. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because I definitely understand that side, but what I grew up was very different too. You know, I feel like for myself, there wasn't enough of us to say we are blah blah blah. Sure. Like it was just myself and my sister. Yeah, you know, yeah. and more than. Like in primary school and stuff, I would get made fun. Not that I'm Asian, but I was I, I was just dark. So interesting. Yeah, it was just like, and the thing is, you can't do anything about it, right. and it's not like there's ten of you around to stand up for it. Right, that doesn't even exist. So all you can do at that point is to just accept. You know. Wow. Okay. Like, so I'm very interested in this because yeah. you know, obviously racism and, and all that stuff is still around to this day, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it, it comes out in different ways and people's experiences are very unique. For myself, I grew up in an area, I mean, I grew up in the San Fernando Valley, which is not mm-hmm. too far from here. Pretty diverse. You yeah. know, I would say you, you pretty much have like a good group of people that all look pretty much the same. And then you kind yeah, of yeah. figure out how you want to click with one group over the other. And, it's weird how that naturally happens. So for somebody like yourself who you say that um, not only were you Asian, but it was the <laughs> fact that you were just darker than everyone. Yeah. So w- was, you know, w- was there alienation in terms of the way that the kids would treat you? I mean, I think um, I think it could have been worse. It could have definitely been worse. I think it was uh, not as bad because it was a tiny village. Got it. And I feel like a lot of racism comes from ignorance, obviously. Sure. But I feel like it was even past that point that it was like, oh, we don't, we have no idea how to treat this guy. So he, like, it doesn't even. So do they treat do. you okay? Or Yeah, I mean, I okay, think I had yeah, a good enough great. amount of people that um, treated me kind of the same as them. Wow. But I think that it's it's almost because there wasn't a lot of us. Either. It. you yeah, know it was yeah. just myself so it was like okay yeah it's it's fine kind of thing um but what was actually really interesting was that i don't know if it was more shocking when i went back to japan last 12 because obviously you know you understand that you're somewhat different from around but you don't fully understand why or right, what or right. you know and you're, yeah. you're young you're a kid and then when i went back to japan i thought that feeling would completely go away because technically blood You're around everyone Japanese, that looks like you yeah but the thing is at that point i was 100 percent sort of english inside right so when i went to school in japan everyone would treat me differently saying that i'm an outsider so mm. i was like wait i thought this <laughs> was, was like, the something ground. backwards here it's like what's happening yeah and wow yeah but i'm actually really glad that uh I went through that and it wasn't until I moved to LA and I actually, you know, witnessed the different cultures, races, Mm. languages, beliefs, religion, you know, Mm. that that was the first time that I was like, oh, I wasn't wrong. It was just different and it was my way, but it wasn't wrong, you know, because I feel like it's really hard to not to think that you're wrong when 99 is around you is different sure. and that's there's nothing you can do about it you know and then you go to the other side and then it's still that mm-hmm. in a different way mm-hmm. you know but i think because of that i was able to pick up at a very early stage to see things from the other side mm. you know and mm-hmm. it's and i 
I, I mean, I don't know if there's an ultimate truth to it, but the way I see it is when you look at something, it's not right and wrong. It's right and right. You're just seeing it from different angles, sure. you know? Yeah. And I think uh, that actually helped me the most in my career. And I think I got lucky that I'm able to be in a creative uh, mm. bubble that, you know, it's like... Because I think it's so much easier to define something as right and wrong. You know, it's just less brain power. It's right. right right away. Right. But if you actually really dig in and try to, you know, dive deeper into the perspective, why you think that way, the psychology behind mm-hmm. it, there's just so many different angles, you know. Hmm. And I think I'm really interested in that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of my upbringing has to do with that too. You know, it's, I find it be interesting, and you can jump in anywhere. But mm-hmm. like, I think when, when as kids, you know, you are essentially you're kind of forced to grow up wherever you grow up. You didn't choose, you know, you right, didn't right, be like, right. "Hey, I want to live here. I want to be surrounded by these people." You're just there, and you are surrounded by who you're surrounded by, and then the environment can affect you in so many ways, and and not all the time, but sometimes at least can um make you respond aggressively or mm-hmm. um you know get angry at the situations like why am i so different or why am i being treated this way i didn't right, choose right, right. to be this and that but at least from the way that you're talking about it i'm not getting that impression from you where you're you're looking at it as like this is unfair and i hate it but you're just like wow this is interesting like <laughs> there's so many ways that i can like learn about you and and i'm you know i went from here to there and when i went to this place which i would thought I would have thought it was my motherland that would embrace me. They're looking at me like I'm different. Like, wow, this is interesting. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're, and, and but I mean, going back to even what you said earlier about, um, you know, you having this curiosity that mm-hmm. you know will make you feel like, okay, once something uh, is this way, I- I'm so curious to see how it can be different or wh- how I can find the right or the yes in yeah. the situation, uh, which I think is probably a big testament to even the way that you create because like I want to dive into that too because mm-hmm. I feel like the way even from you know seeing the progression of the first time I saw you battle at the Cabo Modern <laughs> House to you know seeing you on So You Think and then seeing you with Quest and then yeah. you know fast forward to Axism to all the other things that like I mean you know I mean I was just you know creeping on the your Instagram yeah, <laughs> yeah. just last night I was like this guy's videos I was looking at your 2019 highlight reel oh, thing yeah, yeah. I was just like, man, like you're all over the place in the way that you like the way that your mind works is so unconventional, Uh yet it's so digestible. Like Uh it's so out there that you're like, I know it's out there, but I'm going to just spin it back and I'm going to put something together and... And the entertainment value of it is just through the roof. Unconventional, yeah, but, but yeah, like, <laughs> I like yeah, that. and and I want to get into that too because, like, I think, um, you know, I think it, it's it's got to be that your your curious nature mm-hmm. um, to like not. It's almost as if you like you you're not interested in the no. You're interested in the yes. You're interested in the. How, what are the possibilities? Like, what what else could we do with this thing? Right, right, and right. what else can I find? How? What other angle can I look at this at? You know, and 100%. and and it just seems like that's kind of the because um, even your energy of like you're always wanting to. Um, I mean, you're very engaging. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and and even from your own personal style, like there is something <laughs> just so unique about like, dude, Hawk is just 
one of one. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's only one of those Thank that you, guy man. and like, you know, yeah, you look you look Japanese but you're you have a British accent. Yes, <laughs> you know I mean? It's like, like what I'm is confused it? but it's amazing, you yeah. know what I mean? Like I think um, at a very early point yeah. I had given up on trying to figure out what's normal because mm. I think I I understood that that wasn't my path and it doesn't really help me at all that information just with the environment I had lived in it, and that's not to say it won't for other people I'm sure it will for most people you know but I think um yeah there, there wasn't uh, going back to what you said you know rather than being bitter about the past and sure. everything sure you can do that but it's it's an option you know like you have the power to do it mm. you know and I just didn't think it will be that beneficial for me to be bitter about something you can't change, you know, for however many more years that we can live. So, uh, and the thing is, I think in terms of my upbringing being different and stuff, sure, if I focus on me being uh, like Asian, Japanese, brown, whatever, that's, that's the case. But mm-hmm. let's say if you can draw really good, and if that identity speaks louder than how you look, you're not going to be the Japanese kid. You're going to be, oh, that kid that can draw really well. Right, if you right. can sing really well, if you can run really fast, if you're good at football, whatever is the loudest identity you have, that will become your explanation. So I would hmm. say it's so easy and it, it to you know look negatively and say, oh, it's because of this. And that might be true, but I really want to, you know, advise people to be like, hey, maybe you can push a little bit harder so you can have a different trait that actually speaks louder than whatever you're being made fun of. You know? mm. And I'm, it's, it's not easy, you know, uh, yeah. but I never think easy is the best option either. You know, you have to, you have to fight for it. You have to work hard for it. But yeah. just knowing that that possibility is there, I feel like is, it's great because yeah. you can actually really mold your reality to however you want it. Yeah? Do you think like your, um, I guess, passion for pursuing whatever artistic venture mm-hmm. it may be, whether it was graphic design or, or dance, but like, do you think any part of that was fueled by the fact that you felt like you were different, that you're, that you kind of felt like I'm maybe I need to uh, excel in something so that. I'm not going to be um, identified by my, you know, by, by my appearance or, right, right, you know right. what I mean? Do you feel like any part of that, your artistic maybe. passion is fueled maybe by Maybe it's in my subconscious, but gotcha. I feel yeah. like it, it's not that big of a thing that, um, yeah. it's like, sure, if it is, it is. If it's, um, both my grandparents painted, so if Got it's it. just a genetic thing, sure. Yeah. Or maybe it's just a fluke, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. certain things I have no control, I don't know. I yeah. just kind of try to follow what I have control over. Mm, mm. Yeah. So when it comes to things like, because um, you do a lot of things that are very visually, um, I mean, for lack of a better way to put it, like illusionary sort of things, yeah. things that play with your mind and mm-hmm. perspective. And, you know, I was looking at your video with your eyes going like, <laughs> I was like, how the hell do you even think to do that? Like the split screen thing. So yeah. um, when it comes to creation, right? Yeah, yeah. And it seems like I would imagine you play a lot. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of it comes from doing something that makes you laugh to be yeah. like, yeah. 
I want to keep you know pulling at this thread to see where we go. Um, what what is your creative process like when you decide that you want to make something? Uh, so I think the 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 very start is I. Uh, one thing I can say that I have is I, I constantly have a radar for some for mm. anything that's interesting to mm. me. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether I'm asleep, I'm awake, whatever I'm doing, that's always there. And if I see it or sense it with anything, I would try to pick that up. And then mm. rather than ending it there, I would try to take it apart and decode and see why that was interesting, why that was different mm. from mm-hmm. something else. Mm-hmm. And then... If you can figure that out, then you can try to use that method with whatever you do. And then, in, in essence, you can replicate or do a different version of yeah. uh, whatever you took. And yeah. it's, uh, it's so wide. It, it could be uh, a dance performance, but I feel like I take the least from um, the closest things. So it will be yeah. like, oh... Uh, this um, this bitterness of the spice went really well with this salmon. I'd never seen it in that yeah. combination. Why did that trigger something interesting? You know, uh, maybe it's usually lemon or lime, but if it was a different kind of herb that you uh-huh. wouldn't mix together, uh-huh. you know, it, it does something. Now, if I can do that uh, with a different sense, it could be visual or audio. Right. It might do the same thing mm-hmm. in a different way mm-hmm. you know or it could literally be um uh, how the, the the lights hit in the floor right here you know mm-hmm. you never noticed it but it's like oh something about that shape is really yeah. beautiful yeah. what is it yeah. and then you start to realize oh because a, a lot of it is psychology you know and it's like oh this is a, a thing i see every single day so you're used to it but when it's with a different light or a different shape you you see it differently yeah. so how can i do that to uh let's say movement it could yeah. be uh like walking or sitting down or everyday movement that everyone's used to you add a little spice to it it seems amazing kind of thing wow no dude i'm like sense. i'm tracking with you and i'm seeing you paint me a verbal picture like you're you're saying the words, you're pointing at something, and the way that you describe it is like yeah. taking something that you almost take for granted because it's so, yeah. quote-unquote, normal. You see it all the time. Yeah. You twist something, you put a different element to it, and it becomes brand new. And it right. becomes, But it's brand new in a very, like, I, I know what that is because I normally see it, but that little twist makes me look at it differently, mm-hmm. and I find something entertaining about it or just at least intriguing, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, that's so cool because I mean, even the way that I, you know, I mean, we've all seen beautiful sunsets, but there, are, we've seen those sunsets where the sun is slightly different, the clouds are slightly different, where it mm-hmm. looks like the sky is on fire. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's like we just know that's the sun and the clouds, yeah. but it's something different about the the elements. Maybe there's some other, maybe there's a freaking smog in the air that makes <laughs> yeah, it yeah, look yeah. a different color. But it's that thing that's very normal, but you just put a different element to it and makes you perceive it so differently. I definitely, I I go in that depth of why I feel that way. I Mm. think that's where it really starts because I am just genuinely curious of why I can think that way. And I think everyone can, everyone has that to a certain extent and it's like, you don't appreciate your health until you get sick. You know, when you get sick, that's the first time you're like, Mm -hmm. oh God, 
to be able to wake up and just go get a glass of water that right. that natural thing is so amazing mm-hmm. and i think it's creating that before it happens mm-hmm. on diff- many different uh, ways and if mm-hmm. you can actually try to figure out what's going on in there yeah and then produce it and kind of uh, stimulate other people then i don't know i feel like you're doing something at least good than bad you yeah, know it's yeah. as simple as that yeah. yeah so on the um the physical side yeah. of being able to bring something to life because obviously there is a mental thing that's happening so you you've trained your mind to be able to um you know look at things in a in a different perspective or um you know maybe flip something in terms of like maybe if i try something like this in terms of how i look or adding an element that's a lot of it's a mental thing yeah but then you're obviously an amazing mover and there's a lot of technique and discipline that has to go into the way that you physically train your body to be able to execute whatever is up here yeah. in an effective way physically so that you can marry the mentality to the physicality and, and you know, do what you right, do. Right, right. How do you approach um, physical training when it comes to dance or just movement dynamics? Yeah, in yeah. Um, I think in terms of that, uh, maybe it it helped me that I didn't have that in my culture or my family. So the default line is you just have to work for it. Like it's not going to come natural. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if it's one move, you just want to practice it over and over again until that amount that you've put in exceeds um, the amount it should take to get it. Because then once you put that work in, it's not a surprise. It should be granted that. Right, it will right, come now, yeah, you know. So yeah. I feel like you just have to put in that work, and it's it's gonna follow, mm. you know, is the mentality. And there's got to be some level of um, enjoyment you're getting in, in, from the work because, yeah, yeah, to put so many grueling hours, you know, I'm sure your body's gonna be sore. To <laughs> you know, you gotta stretch in ways that you like the normal you know, person may not think they have to stretch, but yeah, it, it's gotta be fun. Right. Yeah. Where yeah. It's, I you think know? there is, uh, just that adrenaline you get when something works or mm-hmm. just that feeling, you know, on stage, right, I think right. that in itself, yeah. uh, becomes just the reason why you would, you know, put the work in and as funny as this seems, um, and I don't think this mentality will work for everyone, but uh, I think, and um, this is not just saying it. I like I don't know if I'm that good, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think it starts off with denying that for me. Like you start off by thinking you have nothing to offer, so you have to do everything to prove yourself wrong. Hmm. So. I really envy the people that automatically they're just good and, you know, just, just proud and everything. Cause I'm definitely not that. It's, wow. it's like, okay, I definitely suck and don't have anything. So I have to work harder and do everything more than everyone else to make sure that I'm not that loser, you mm. know? And, uh, I think the good side of that is that it keeps your engine running because you're never going to be good enough right, ever. Right. You know, right. it doesn't matter about TV shows or titles or nothing. It's because it's inside of you. And even if you accomplish this, you're never going to look back at that. It'll be like, okay, cool. But 
I haven't done that yet, so I want to do that. And you're always chasing. Um, So that engine of creativity keeps running, Mm -hmm. so it's good. But the bad side is you're never going to be good. (laughs) You know, like you're always because the 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 mentality hasn't. It's it's probably not that much different from when I first started. I would say. Interesting. It's like sure moves and accomplishments and stuff I've done have changed, but that's kind of little details, Mm -hmm. I would say. Want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Meister Watches. They are truly masters of their craft. From quality materials and masterful timepieces to functional lifestyle accessories for the movers and shakers of the worlds they collide with, Meister is doing it. They've collaborated with some of the biggest brands in sports, music, comic book, car culture, and pop culture. We've actually had the pleasure of collaborating with them on a timepiece a few years back. I rock their ambassador watch. This one's my everyday watch. This one's my favorite. They are for our culture and for those that are on a constant mission to master their craft. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and pop in the discount code KINJUSPOD to receive 25% off your entire purchase at checkout. And this discount is exclusive to the Kinjas podcast. You won't find this discount anywhere. Hop on to mstrwatches.com and rock with the illest. This show is officially brought to you by Kinesthetic. Hop on the store.kinjas.com and plug in the promo code podcast spelled with the K at checkout to get 15% off your entire purchase. We're always trying to bring you guys the illest gear for all your movement in the shadows needs. Follow us on Instagram at kin.aesthetic. Like us on Facebook at kinesthetic brand. When you say that, um, you know, you, it doesn't matter what you've accomplished or what shows you've done yeah. or this and that, the awards and all those things. And you're, it seems like you're propelled, like you're, you're pulled by something like this, this almost elusive, like I'm never going to achieve it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though I'm always reaching for it, whatever that right, it is. Right. Um, how would you define that? Like in terms of like, um, I mean, I, I want to get to the, the topic of success a little bit later, but mm-hmm. like, um, like, what is the thing that you feel like you're constantly going? Is it is it just the the constant wanting to be curious and 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 have that you know achieved? And then what else am I curious? Is that like always that, or I what do you feel like that is? There probably is some deep seed of fear towards if I do that, I'm going to be satisfied mm. and not keep going, you know. And it's just like what we talked about earlier. There's there's different ways of seeing it. Like with this condition, you could see it as, oh, that's not healthy because you're always going to be unhappy and you're always going to seem like not enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's correct. But you could also see it as there's going to be an ongoing fuel for the rest of your life. And I see that as a great thing, you know, Mm -hmm. because I just want a moment to... Maybe right before I die, I could just be like, oh, wasn't that bad? Done. <laughs> the end, yeah, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like the scarier thing for me is to just be satisfied and not do totally. anything, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? Because yeah, yeah. I feel like, and you get so comfortable and that becomes a norm, yeah, you know? Yeah. Whereas I would rather stand on the other side and it doesn't have to be the most comfortable. It doesn't have to be the warmest water, but... right if you can keep pushing a little bit, just a millimeter by millimeter of what us humans could actually do, I think that's that's a closer version of happiness to me. Mm, yeah. Mm. 
when you said that you pull the least from the things that are closest to you, which I would imagine, yeah. like from, so you're not really watching dance to be inspired to dance, right? Per right, se. right, right, right. Um, what sort of things do you find the most inspiration from? Is it are you a reader? Are you are you a movie guy? Oh. Like, what sort of things do you pull a lot from? Um, I I. God, like I said, it's 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 it will be from yeah, architect to design, movie. I I do like children's books. Ah, okay. I uh, I think a lot of it uh, comes from psychology. Uh, Mm. I'm very curious of you know um, when something is great, not really focusing on the greatness, but more focusing on why we would perceive it as great. And I'm I'm really curious of that side. And I think uh, with children's books too, the good ones are really good at poking the right stuff in the minimal way, (laughs) you know? And to think that certain lessons in that book will last that person for a lifetime. Right. Whether it be conscious or subconscious. Yeah. And I feel like uh, not everyone can do with that and there, there's a there's a certain way of doing it so i do like to uh read um those kind of things That's awesome yeah yeah you know it's so funny that you said children's books because i'm i'm sitting here like just hearing you talk and the things that you're saying and i'm sitting across and i'm looking at you yeah and i just keep the image in my head, I keep getting Willy Wonka popping <laughs> in my head. Yeah. And and then this was before you even said children's books. Yeah. And, but there's, I feel like there's, you know, and I mean this in the best way. I hope you're not offended because yeah. I freaking love Willy Wonka. <laughs> I grew up on that movie and I think he's one of the greatest characters of all time. Yeah. But the way that that guy creates, I mean, he's making all the best candies in the world. Yeah, yeah. And he, he talks about pure imagination, right? Like, yeah. if you can imagine something, you're limitless. And yeah. and his factory is, like, all kinds of crazy, like, lickable wallpapers and everlasting <laughs> gobstoppers. And you yeah. know what I mean? Like, he's a kid at heart that never um, lets his curiosity, I think, right, uh, right. be limited. You know what I mean? And I think the way that you're even, um, you know, you're talking about how you're just going to be surrounded by the things or the things that surround you, you'll find something because there's like a limitless pool around you for things for you to be inspired by. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, children's books makes a lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just, and it's up to you uh, to find that, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like, cause there's so much research, especially with the internet now too. Yeah. There's, there's you know unlimited literally amount of resources Mm -hmm. and i think it is a little hard because there is so much you know so sometimes uh you have to kind of minimalize it and just focus on just this remote control or like just this table but then when you do that you get to see it and Mm. then you can apply it and then slowly slowly i feel like Mm. you get to kind of expand your own universe Mm. are you a like a routine oriented person do you have like daily discipline things that you from the morning that you wake up you you're always doing this 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 and this and at Uh, least uh, whatever i hadn't been Mm -hmm. i hadn't been um until i started working out for the first time um, like regimentally, I think it's age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times that'll do it, man. <laughs> last, um, end of last year, I started, and I was never a morning person. 
I don't know if I still am. But you know, lately, I've been waking up at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning. Wow, that's that would say um, that's a morning person. <laughs> like, to do, yeah. um, to do like a workout kind of thing, uh-huh. and you go right into workout because I'm trying to get to that five thirty a.m. club. Yeah, yeah I'm like, yeah, dang, yeah. if I wake up and I do anything other than be like to wake myself up, I'll probably fall back asleep. So I'm kind right, of right, wondering right. what the what the best routine is. No, I think well, the thing is, I think it had more effect when I first started. Okay. Because it was just a rush of an adrenaline. Yeah. I, I liked it because it wasn't like, oh, I work out and then I'm just tired. Right. It was like, oh, I worked out. Oh, I did this thing, so I might as well just answer all my emails. Right. I did this, so yeah. I might as well just clean all the walls and <laughs> do this, this, mm-hmm. this, you know? So I feel like in any kind of way that you can keep that momentum going, hmm. I think must be a positive thing. And I I have a feeling it it can't be exactly the same too because once that your body and your mind get used to that right you're not going to get the same sure. effect of it so i feel like you need to keep tweaking the system right. mm-hmm. slightly you know so yeah uh i think in my adult age life um having that is fun mm-hmm. yeah but in terms of having a completely steady pace mm-hmm. i don't know if that's um too necessary maybe for mm. my yeah, lifestyle yeah. i think t- uh, to a certain degree definitely sure. but i do love random adventures yeah yeah <laughs> no I, I think you're you're right on it with you know it, it depends on the person because i think there are people who are very creatures of habit and they don't need any right. change like i know people who eat the same food every day yeah, 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 yeah but they yeah. love it because i don't have to think yeah. about what i'm gonna uh, eat today because no, it's the I same no I'm, i feel you i'm just like <laughs> i gotta switch it up you yeah, know it's, yeah. it's getting a little boring and like um, and even for myself too, my, my routines, you know, whether it's like what I'm doing in a workout to what time of day I'm working out mm. to whatever it is. Right. And then, um, you know, how I find inspiration or how I feed my mind and all those things. I think I'm constantly knowing that I still have to hit those categories, right, right. but they can be hit in different ways you yeah. know, and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's good to at least know, um, what type of person you are to know yeah. which system works for you and right, then right, right. you know find the the randomness or the variety that you want to inject yeah, into I it as you go I think when there's like a set goal or a certain technique you're trying to achieve then uh, scheduled sure. regimented stuff definitely helps yeah, yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. I feel like it can't be so random yeah. you, you have to do that yeah and I think it works on that side but life wise I think um, it's not or just that or at least i want to think that we actually are fortunate enough to have the liberty of having that choice Mm. you know Mm -hmm. because i feel like for a lot of people that might not be the case you know yeah yeah so i definitely feel blessed that to even have that option is a blessing i love that yeah um, I want to talk a little bit about uh, axism. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, when I saw, you know, the introduction to axism, you know, with like a series of videos that you guys dropped and it was, it was definitely like, of course they would do this, you know, and especially the, the guys. So, you know, between you, yeah. uh, Philip and, yeah. and Moon, right. Yeah. And, um, and like, I don't know what else to call it other than like like visual math, like you know what I mean? because like, yeah. it's just you know from the 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 shapes and the angles to the flow of yeah. it. Um, 
talked to uh, Dietrichs about it. I forgot the term that he used, but it's like that game Mousetrap. You know, a ball travels this way, it lands in this little oh, cup, yeah, yeah, and it yeah, launches, yeah. it activates something else to yeah. spin around. And, what was that called? Uh, Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, and I, I think just like seeing the um, just the creation of what you guys create, man, mm. it's it's mind-blowing, bro. And, and you know, and, and like I know that there's so much that can be done with it. Um, can, can you talk a little bit about yeah, like yeah. what motivated you guys to create that and, and even like where that's at now? Yeah, um, I think uh, the, the way it started was we just had a genuine, uh, like a general curiosity towards that stuff. And I think all of us, it started from kind of like the, the popping animation tutting mm-hmm. stuff and what you would express within that world, you know? And I feel like, uh, at least with animation and stuff, there was a lot of uh, cause and effect stuff. You right. know, so you hit it so the wave starts or mm-hmm. like you, you do this and the chest comes up, you know, right. there's a lot right. of that. So mm-hmm. I think naturally we ju- we were just drawn to that mm-hmm. kind of rule. And yeah, we just, uh, we just liked expanding, you know, um, stuff from way, even from way back accident, I feel like it's like, Hey, let's apply these to an iPad and see how, what we can do within that. And, um, yeah, we, it was really hard to try to explain it to someone Mm -hmm. before it existed. So we were just like, ah, well, let's just, let's just make stuff and then, and then show it, you know? And I think, uh, it, it's still hard in terms of a lot of people, don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it comes a full circle when the directors and the producers understand that language too. So then it became to, oh, why don't we just direct it and produce it ourselves? Yeah. And, you know, and uh, we're actually uh, finally <laughs> working on um, creating some series stuff this year. We, we're not quite sure how it's going to come out to mm-hmm. the world yet mm-hmm. but yeah i think uh myself and philip we've we're always kind of studying on our own to mm-hmm. expand what we have to offer to bring to the table mm. but yeah i think it is kind of like you 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 can't you can't explain or there's 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 only so much you can explain to someone else to someone that doesn't exist yet and something that only exists in your brain yeah so yeah yeah. and there's actually a lot more of those and i actually have such a bad habit of coming up with it and sort of being half satisfied because Mm. it's there already because in my world it it does exist yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. but this year i'm trying to think that hey ideas and worth nothing execution is worth worth everything Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i feel like i need to tell that to myself because half of it is true because unless you execute it and then until someone else can access it it doesn't exist yet mm. you're just a mm-hmm. crazy person on the street yelling to uh, imaginary person next to you right. it's literally yeah. no different it yeah. could be a crazy visual idea in the arena that's gonna you know mesmerize tens and thousands of people there but 
for as long as it's just in your brain, mm. it's just not, yeah, it's, it's just not crazy, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So you have to connect the dots and yeah. make it happen, and then if people can access it and actually experience it, then it has. That's the first time I believe that yeah. it has value, or oh, I'm trying to believe that. Yeah, and I think that's what you guys do so well. You know, like like I said, it's these seemingly just like off the wall sorts of like, how did you even think of it? And it's it's so complicated in 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 its parts, mm-hmm. but then when it put together so digestibly, like I <laughs> understand. I don't know how you did it, but I see every aspect of it, and yeah. then, you know you apply the musicality to it. So now you, I'm I'm audibly getting all the you know sonically. I'm understanding the sounds to the syncopation, and then I'm seeing the visuals. Like oh my gosh, the marriage of this, right, you know, right. it's it's just incredible. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. it's beautiful when that magic happens. Yeah. And- it's kind of crazy because it's almost like we're not creating anything. We're just sort of assisting, assisting everything that's already there. You're just poking, you know, <laughs> the, the the existence and where it belongs, and yeah. then voila! It's like, yeah, oh wow, this is amazing. But I mean, you are doing something. You <laughs> yeah, can't, it's, it's where yeah, you draw yeah, the yeah. line. I yeah, think. but I think it, it's like it's it's also very fun. You mm-hmm. know, when I you can't help but smile. I mean, obviously it's mind blowing. You're like, holy crap! Yeah, but you're like laughing and you're like smiling, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, this is just this is great. Yeah, yeah. Great. that that feeling is is just yeah. the best. And if you can share that, it's like, yeah. They you go <laughs> that's awesome um so for you as an individual these yeah. days what what are some of your focuses and what are you trying to kind of uh, expand into yeah so last year i was able to uh put a piece up in uh, in an art gallery mm. and um it's it's kind of a combination i would say of dance and art it, it's wow. like a in between don't really know how to explain it with words sure but uh i felt like when i did that it it really fulfilled me you Mm. know and i i definitely want to do more of that type of expression uh monetarily i don't i haven't quite figured it out yet (laughs) you know because i feel like you can only do it when you have the luxury of time Mm -hmm. but i think there is some kind of value and some sort of beauty to it that i i i think the other stuff is almost a little detail that mm. should follow afterwards. But yeah, you've already done this before. Like you've you've already ha- put this in a gallery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So it was. Um, I I put the video form of it on my socials and okay. stuff too. But uh-huh. it's basically a thing where I danced and I filmed it and I printed it and I cut um, sort of individual papers. Thousands and thousands. Yeah, it was like on an easel. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was freaking wild, so, bro. Yeah. Uh, the, the gallery side of that, I got to showcase the video. Okay. But I also made this little thing where you see all the frames. Because I think when you see the video, it's like, oh, something's weird, but I don't quite get it. Yeah, and yeah, And then when yeah. you see what it took to make it, you're like, oh, wow. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Yeah, and I think uh, just that feeling and just by itself, it, it looked really beautiful too. Wow. Yeah, so uh, I think it's difficult because it, it is sort of in an in-between world. It's not like, hey, here's a showcase. Let's see where we can show it. Uh-huh. It's very A to B straightforward. Right. This is a little bit more blurry. and um, But I feel like, yeah, it, it, it's something 
true to me, something that I, I can offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where it's heading, but it's, it's kind of really exciting. You know, when you first start dancing, it's like you don't, you have no idea of your career path, you know, yeah. with Jabber and Kinjas, but yeah. something is exciting, mm-hmm. you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it has that kind of feeling, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, how old are you now? I'm 35. 35, okay. Yeah. And Good you, age. It's great age. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And you've been doing this professionally how, for how long, would you say? Dancing, maybe 15 years. 15 yeah. Years. Okay. If you don't count like the little teaching stuff sure. before that. But so the, the, the time where you felt like I'm, I'm seeing this as a career path. Yeah. So, you know, with that, um, pursuing anything artistic in the entertainment field, there's all kinds of, you know, instability and, you know, there's yeah. like, you gotta, you're always in, in some sense searching for your next job. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. kind of the career path that we've chosen. Um, you know, and then now that you're 35 and you're talking about things like health become more of a thing because you got to, you know, I know you're trying to get your flexibility back. And I was <laughs> yeah, watching those videos. Yeah. I'm like, dang, okay, here we go. And like, and knowing your, the way that you can be disciplined, like mm-hmm. you're going to achieve the things that you set your mind to do. How do you balance the, um, the side of it where, age is you can't stop the clock the clock's going to keep going and your body will keep aging and then you know so there is this side of um business or uh the the longevity of the you know creative side will either have to take on a different form or evolve into something else so how do you approach the, the the i guess the natural evolution of this art and the side of it that being your livelihood and, right, and right, moving right. forward with that. Yeah. I think I should probably be more cautious of that. <laughs> I'm kind of living life and going <laughs> with the flow. Sure. Um, but yeah, definitely. I, I think, um, you know, when we enter this age, you start thinking of um, just like, how different ways of making money and um yeah. how it could stretch when you're not doing the work and stuff right. so i feel like i'm always trying to study and always really curious of that side of um how things work because yeah. i feel like that's that's a almost like an art form in itself totally. you know? yeah uh but in terms of yeah age and health i don't know if it's for good or bad but i feel like i mean sure certain details have changed but it's not that different yeah, either, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's it is like you're never ever in your life gonna have a perfect condition. It's always gonna be about how you're gonna play the cards that mm-hmm. are given to you, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, the begin right at the beginning of my career, I got a herniated disc. Mm. So at that point, I was like, oh wow, like this really 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 sucks you know Mm -hmm. but you have to still try to go around and figure out how to make it work you know option a is to say okay this sucks everything's done now be sad the end but the other option is okay i can't use this but what can i do with the thing i have yeah yeah and uh it was a really weird little moment but uh, coming back from the doctors and i had the corset to you know fix my back and then Mm -hmm your posture is like this a little bit yeah, yeah. and then it was really i think i was just sad in that moment but i would just look up because you're naturally your eye line just goes up a little <laughs> yeah, bit. And I was yeah. like, this is gonna sound so weird and artistic but i i was like oh 
the sky is beautiful, you know? And I really, at that yeah. point, thought that I wouldn't have realized how beautiful the sky was if I didn't hurt my back. Yeah. And I'm, I think I made myself believe that, mm. you know? But I also did understand that, oh, from here on, life is just going to be continuations of different versions of a herniated disc. Wow. You know, it's wow. like, okay, you, um, you fancy a girl, uh, you get dumped. It sucks. But what can you do there? Uh, you, you're late for rent. You can't pay it. Okay. But what do you do? You know, like it's just all, you're always yeah. going to have limitations, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's, it's just how you see it, I think. And you can, it's your choice to be like, okay, I don't have, uh, 20 dancers, so I can't do it. Or you can be like, okay, I only have three, but what can we do? Exactly. You know, exactly. Cause I think we, we tend to think that it's, it's all, we have lim- unlimited access, but us living on earth and having gravity and all these things that we take for granted, that's also a, a limited thing too, <laughs> you know, depending on how you think about it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think it's easier to think that you're always going to have restrictions always. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be different versions until the day you die. Mm-hmm. So that's something you can't control. So let's focus on what we can control. Mm. Yeah. Is it's amazing. My way of thinking. It's great perspective, man. How would you define success? Oh, heavy question. Yeah, that's a big How one. <laughs> do you define success? Uh, oh, okay. I, I think it's close to impossible, but I think the closest thing you can do is uh, if you're able to um, become the best version of yourself and the the world around you. So instead of you versus everyone around you, mm-hmm. if you guys are all on the same page, like Earth, everything in the galaxy, every everything that's in it, that's like one team, right? Mm-hmm. And let's say there's a parallel universe that has the same ingredients, but <laughs> slightly different, yeah. and there's endless amounts of that. Yeah. If you can be the best one amongst all of those, I think that's success. Wow. Yeah. So not just yourself included, but yeah. like your friends, your family, right. every existence around you. If yeah. you can somehow help it to become the the best potential right. of what it could be, yeah. um, which I mean, it's it's close to impossible. You can't, but sure. still, uh, I think trying to get close to that yeah. is probably cl- the closest you can yeah. get to success. Like synchronicity and congruence to what is around you and trying to... St- like mm-hmm. sync everything together. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you want yourself and those around you to try to be the best version? Yeah. You know, like, there really isn't. Yeah, <laughs> if you really yeah. try to think about it, yeah. like, like, how do you justify not doing that? Yeah. And then once you have that, it's like, okay, what can we do to do that? Right. And you can't really do any more than that. You yeah. know, like, yeah. literally, that's that's all you can do. And then the rest is going to, form itself yeah yeah that's good i love that um i want to get into a quick little lightning round session okay. i'm gonna fire off some questions oh and, let's uh, see how i do <laughs> come off top we'll start we'll start uh easy Here okay three two one what is your favorite color Ugh. not so easy I guess. not so easy <laughs> 
Right now, right now, 2020 version of me, black. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll take that. What's your favorite food? Uh, grilled ale on rice. Nice. Yes. Unagi. Unagi. What is your most memorable performance? Oh, memorable performance. Doesn't have to be your best performance. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah. most memorable. Probably uh, we, uh, one of the pieces we did on ABDC where we had this yellow bench. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was that was a weird state. Yeah. Mm. I've never been that emotional on stage ever. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I remember that one. Word. Okay. The bench piece from ABDC. Yeah. What was your most embarrassing moment? <laughs> oh, God. My most embarrassing moment. I feel like I've had so many of those. Um... This isn't really a lightning answer. Sure, just whatever's in your <laughs> top of your head, man. Oh God, um, there, there's a lot. I I would say, um, when because uh, back then we used to tour with um, with LMFAO, yeah, and then uh, you know it's it's like half or mostly comedy. You know, yeah, like yeah, sex, yeah, no, yeah. no, we're performing yeah. speedos yeah. around the yeah. world, you know. <laughs> and uh, we, this is when I first got together with my fiance, and we were just walking around Vegas, and there'll be these street performance uh, artists, and there was this one guy with like golden speedos, and yeah. Was just, like, yeah, 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 moving around. And I'm, I was just looking at that, laughing, saying, uh-huh. "Oh, those days," and she's like, "Oh, what do you mean?" I'm like, "Oh, you know, the speedo guy." He's like, "Yeah, what about speedo?" And I'm like. It's actually, I know it. It's like, what? what? I'm like, you know, the song. Uh-huh. It's like, what? wait, what song? And I said, you know, try to explain it. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you've never seen the video? She's like, no, I've never seen the video. And I had assumed she had known yeah, all yeah, that. So I was yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> now you're like, I have to show her this I now. have to show her. Yeah. And then... um uh, I think I asked her too. It's like, hey, do you, do you want me to show it to you, or do you want to see it on your own? She's like, no, show me. And then I, I showed it, and I asked her, I'm like, okay, was it was it not as bad as you thought, or was it worse? And she's like, it was worse. <laughs> I was like, oh, you should have like, wait, are you sure you love me? That's, is that is that are we locked We're together, in? <laughs> right? Yeah. No, that was a uh, that yeah. was a pretty embarrassing got it. moment. Got it. Hey, yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> uh, what would you say is your proudest moment? Proudest moment it has to be one moment, doesn't it? Whatever comes Proudest to your mind first. Moment. Uh, mm, maybe it's uh, because it happened really recently uh, when I got to propose. Um, yeah, it's I amazing. think it's, it's, it's something you can be proud of. You yeah. Know? That's just probably the, the that. that's probably the right answer after the last thing we just talked about. So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's locked in now. Okay. I think so. I God, there's 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 a lot though. Yeah. I mean, of course. yeah. Within the Emmys, I feel like that too. Yeah, it's just incredible. different sure. things, you know, mm-hmm. in life. Um, yeah, but uh, I think it, it doesn't help that I try to find everything in every day either because sure. honestly going back and seeing my parents that by itself it's you yeah. know to yeah. be able to live and converse with them like yeah. that's that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. it's incredible I love it um 
if you had um, a dream opportunity, something that you would love the opportunity to do, yeah. what would that be? Uh, I don't know exactly how, but um, you know, you know, like the little patterns and visual stuff that yeah. you'd see in my videos and stuff. Yeah. If I can do that with uh, like stars um, in the galaxy, the, the real stars, yeah, in the yeah, sky. yeah, the real stars in the <laughs> okay, sky. Yeah. Um, whether that may is something that I can do while I'm alive or if it's like a project that continues after wow. I'm alive and it keeps doing something, hmm. but to create something beautiful, something of that scale would be really nice. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, like I can only imagine what that could look like, but I'm sure yeah, it's very something different Something on that. Just, just yeah. because of sheer scale. Yeah. And, you know, like... I don't know, getting this start and moving it to this position might take, I don't know, three million years. I don't know. But to just imagine something yeah. of that scale uh-huh. is really exciting. Have you ever, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of Aurora Borealis yeah, and yeah, Northern yeah. Lights. Have you ever had a chance to... I've actually never seen it in real life. Does that interest yeah. you at all? Oh, absolutely. Man, that's one of yeah. those things I feel like before, a bucket list for me. I yeah. got to see that, man. There's, there's been a couple places that I, I've wanted to go, mm-hmm. you know, with igloo and yeah. just snow and yeah. ice caves and stuff. Yeah. Word. Uh, yeah, something where I uh, do something that's that big of a scale wow. I think it's exciting the real dancing with the stars <laughs> hey. you heard it here folks I'm here all day um, <laughs> if you can't dance anymore physically yep. what are you doing uh, same thing I'm doing right now just same thing you're doing right now I should have known weird ideas and yeah. the only difference is rather than me trying out I'll just be here and be like hey can you it works up here just physically you gotta do yeah, it yeah. love it um Here's a fun one. Um, who would play you in the movie about your life? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. I mean, any any actors that was on Crazy Rich Asians, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that Any of them would work, I guess. Just need to put like a little extension on, you know, and it's like, I was oh, not expecting that. The same. I was not. I was thinking like maybe a Jim Carrey or, <laughs> you know, it's like anyone in Crazy Rich Asians. We any look, of them. They look pretty know, close. Yeah, you know. sound the same, look the same. <laughs> yeah. I'll take one. it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, if you had to write a book, yeah. what would it be about? Um, I actually really want to. Yeah. Uh, not too many words. Uh, kind of like my interest in children, yeah. but a yeah. lot more visual yeah. stuff. Yeah. But I re- I'm really actually keen and interested in uh, producing books that could possibly open up uh, perspectives for mm kids at a young age yeah, yeah. because I really think a lot of the arguments uh, that we have nowadays come from not being able to see even with couples arguments or whatever right. it comes from not being able to understand the other side's perspective sure you know and uh, <clears throat> even with religion or race or different stuff if you fully get to understand the other person's side I think you, we would have a lot more understanding of each other mm-hmm. and we can use that energy that we're wasting on that to mm-hmm. advance ourselves, you mm-hmm. know? So I feel like that would be uh, a definite life goal 
possibly honestly ready in the near future mm. that I want to do. Yeah. That's dope. What is your worst fear? Ooh, worst fear. I think it's it's a combination between not being able to think anymore because I think I define my existence because I can think mm-hmm. and probably death in itself. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely, death is a double side though. I feel like I, because of the fear, I have such, um, motivation to try to not take life for granted yeah. and live it to its fullest. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Like I'm going to live until I'm hundred. I'm going to, just do the best I can, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. because dying is just something you you can't avoid. It's right. just it will it will happen to everyone. Right. I think the sooner you get to understand that, you get to focus on the important stuff sure. and the stuff that you can control. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like it is it's a fear and a reason that I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. If you were to have a regret, not saying that you do, what would that be? Um, a regret. I'm sure if I dig in, I probably have a ton, but I think I operate in a way that I would try to understand it in mm-hmm. a different way. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you can't really change it, so let's. Let's apply it to the future. Sure. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 That's dope. What is your superpower? What is my superpower? <laughs> to to continuously think that I suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's your superpower. That's my superpower. I'm great at thinking that I suck. <laughs> no one's better at that at that than I am. <laughs> Wait. Wow, um yeah. Yeah, I think so. Honestly, I'll take it, man. I'll take it. If that's what you think it is, yeah. I believe you, man. Because that's, if that's what you possess, I mean, you're able oh, to sorry. be, oh, no, you're good. But if that's you're able to sorry. operate and think the way that you think, yeah. I would say that is a superpower. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> less of, more of. What would you want to see less of in the world? And what would you want to see more of in the world? Uh, I want to see less complaining. Mm-hmm. And um, more um, results. More results. Yeah, Less yeah, complaining, yeah, yeah. more results. In however way, yeah. shape, or form um, that could be. But I feel like, because when you complain a little bit, that energy gets wasted because totally. you're so satisfied. Yeah. You know? But I feel, I, I don't know, it's just such a shame. And I feel like as, as a human being, we have to keep that balance, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But a part of me always thinks like, oh, if you had saved that, and instead of shouting or punching the wall, imagine if you're able to express that in a different way. Mm. And if you, not that one person, but a, a whole group or whole community, whole country, whole na- like if you can use that power, what greatness we can achieve, you know? Mm-hmm. Not even in the arts, if that energy's towards science, like how yeah. much we can achieve, you know? Yeah, 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 it's good. I love that. What would you say your golden rule is, your life mantra? Uh, my life mantra, kind of like what I talked about or with fear, but um, 
Memento Mori. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, Never Forget Death is always been my thing. Mm. And it's, uh, yeah, and again, it, it's not a sad thing at all. Um, it's understanding uh, the beginning and the end and then trying to see how you can fill it up. That's That's it, you know. Mm. And you you can imagine and you can think of all these things, but at the end of the day, well, we are going to eventually be gone, mm. you know. But it's like you can it's it's up to you to be sad about it and say, oh, we can't do anything. Or you can be like, okay, uh, I'm I'm 35. Let's say up to 100. I have 65 more years. What the hell can I do within that time frame? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a thing that um, constantly. Uh, shouts at me yeah back of my head right yeah yeah it's incredible man your hawk man i gotta say dude talking to you is uh it's one really fun and and i think the reason why i'm having this good time is because it's it's uh yeah it's your energy but it's more than people can have good energy people can be positive people can be you know enthusiastic but i Mm -hmm. think um it's it, it, there's so much of a deeper rootedness where mm-hmm. I feel like it's coming from with you, and you know th- through our interactions over the years, just through the you know the scene that we're in, you know w- whether it's working you know on a show together, like you can only get so much from somebody's interaction because you're right. there doing a task. Like we're here to dance, we're here to judge, we're here to perform, yeah. whatever <laughs> it is, right? Like, um, but your mentality and I'm understanding like taking it even all the way back to the way that you were as a kid growing up to how you realize I'm different, but my difference is not bad and it's not a handicap. It's actually great. And Mm -hmm. it's actually making me unique. It's actually giving me different perspective. It's actually allowing me to look at, I wonder how this person perceives something because maybe there's something for me to learn about that. And the way that you, you know, are you talking about creating and where you're finding your inspirations from? And, and I think, what I'm getting from you, even like, you know, as you're talking about death, like, yeah, it's, it's inevitable. We're all going to die and it terrifies me. But do I let the, you know, the fact that it's going to happen, make me sad and think of like, oh, wow, life just sucks because everyone's just going to die. So what's the point? (laughs) It's a choice. As you said, you could choose to see it from that perspective, you know, and I once, you know, heard that, you know, on a tombstone, you see a number and a number, but the most important thing between those things is that dash, mm-hmm. that dash between the time that you're born to the time that you left. Yep. But that dash is what did you do in between, right. you know? And I think that's what I see. You look at that dash as like this infinite possibilities of I can do anything I want. And, you know, the perspective of like this herniated disc of like <laughs> now the sky's beautiful because I'm looking at it. Like, look at what you're able to do. Yeah. You're you're taking like this health you know, this physical pain that you're like, anyone in that position can be like, well, this sucks because now I can't do this because of that. And now yeah. I can't do this. But you're like, now I'm gaining all kinds of perspective. Mm-hmm. My posture's better. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, yeah. You're finding the, the, the yes. You're finding the yeah. yeses on all these scenarios. And um, I think that is um, so consistent in the way that you talk, in the way that you um create to the way that you I know you will um push out amazing you know art and all that stuff even to come you know in the future but I think just you as a person man and I think that's something that we don't give enough attention to 
in you know our world we're so good at praising the achievements and uh, mm. I can't believe you made this thing that was so entertaining but it's just like yo you as a person like you are valuable to the world around you because of how you think and the energy you put out and the words that mm. you say so um, and essentially that's what um, I love having a, a platform like this is so that people get to understand the person, the what makes you tick, what makes you think the way you think, why do you think this way, mm-hmm. what have you experienced that may have helped shape you to become this way, yeah. and, then, and then how do you want to move forward, you know, going on from here. So, man, there's so much value and knowledge and, and wisdom and inspiration coming from oh, thank this, you, that side of the room man so thank i appreciate you. it man so thank you for sharing that of course sharing that um so what 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 can we expect uh next anything exciting going on in your world or anything you want to yeah uh, talk about well i will be showcasing uh another thing at a gallery pretty soon mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm sure i'll post it on my yeah, socials yeah, and yeah. stuff uh, um, we're gonna start producing stuff uh, together, myself and Philip. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how soon or what platform yeah. it will be accessible on, yeah. but um, I can promise you that it, it will be a combination of uh, our skills and what we strive to do. Yeah. It's, it's just like the the next yeah. um, next phase of like mm-hmm. how we're gonna push it. So yeah, I, I think it's. It's it's always and constantly always blurry, but very exciting. Yeah, yeah, love it, man. Speaking of the journey, how can people follow you? Where where are you at in your socials and all that uh, stuff? Yeah, um, I mainly just use my IG, but mm-hmm. it's at Huck H O K. Really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll usually put weird stuff out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, hit me up. That's what's up, man. Thank you again for for coming out here. First pod in the complex. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, And guys, thank you so much for listening and or watching. Many more episodes before this one. Uh, This is what, episode 80. So we're well over. We're well into our second year now. We're 2020. We're in our new space. Um, So thank you guys for listening. If this is valuable, entertaining, anything that you find cool, all we ask that you do is share it. Um, take a screenshot of you listening to it on whatever you know app, whether it's iTunes, Spotify. We're on all the streaming podcast platforms. Let us know what we're doing well. Let us know what you're digging about the episodes. Um, hop into your podcast app. Leave us a five-star rating if, uh, if this is good. That stuff helps us get visibility. Leave us a review. You could just say hi or you could write us a novel. We'll read all of it. That stuff's <laughs> very helpful to help us make this show uh, get better. And um, all the notes, kinjas.com slash podcast. Follow us on IG, Kinjas Podcast, cast with a K. We're on Twitter, same name. We're on Facebook if you guys still use that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.